Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. How do you get to the root of the problems, the challenges, and the roadblocks that you face? How do you gain momentum for fundamental change? Whenever you're creating anything, the most important place to start is by building a super solid foundation. If you don't do this, it doesn't matter how beautiful your creation is, it's so easy for it to come crumbling down. So here we are on a spiritual journey and we're putting in all this effort into doing what we can to be the best versions of ourselves. But if we let our attention wander from building a rock solid base, most of our efforts will end up being wasted. My very first episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies was about frequency work fundamentals. That was over three years ago now, and after having had numerous upgrades myself, and after having worked with thousands more people, my perspective on these all-important core concepts has shifted and refined. So much so that I've decided to do a brand new episode on frequency work fundamentals. Clarifying your own understanding of how things work on spirit level can lead to some important aha moments where you realize why you keep getting stuck in the same place, why you seem to plateau sometimes, or why it seems like your inner world shifts but your external reality lags behind. Knowing this, what you can do to change becomes clear. Understanding and practicing these fundamentals is the key to self-sustaining and accelerated forward momentum. Today we're going to talk about exactly this, how your understanding of frequency work fundamentals determines how you experience your life. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. Today, in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're doing a total reboot of the frequency work fundamentals. I took a look at the Spherical Luminosity website again, because you have a lot of informa information on that homepage, but the thing that really stands out, ultimately, all the way through your website is, it always comes back to frequencies. Yeah. So, what is frequency work, and why would I do it? So, it may not be obvious at first, but... It's a very similar question to why am I on a spiritual journey? What is awakening? Mm. Like, right? So we're going to go backwards a little bit, yeah, backpedal yeah. a little bit into a bigger picture. Okay. So most people just feel called to it. They know that there's something greater than themselves, mm. that they're feeling that they're being pulled towards, mm. right? Or something happens in their life that looks like a crisis or mm. like breakdown. And they're like, whatever I've been doing isn't working. Yeah. Like it just sucks, right? Something has to change. Yeah. And then in that moment of surrender, something shifts. Okay? And they yeah. start on a journey that they probably would not have maybe anticipated without the crisis, for example. Yeah. Now, you don't have to have a crisis in order to move into the spiritual journey of awakening, but for many people, they enter it that way. Yeah. So when you start on this journey, this spiritual journey, from my perspective, what you're moving towards is a remembering. And the remembering is that you are not separate, you are not finite, and you are much greater than who you think you are in this finite life that's going to die as a human. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So from my perspective, what you're coming into, what you're moving towards is the remembering of you as your big S self or the self-identified as consciousness. You from a much greater perspective than just your humanness, your mind, that you are aware of your infiniteness, that you are an aspect of the divine, that the divine is within you. And as a result, you have the authority to co-create your reality. Now, from you on the street who's just started, that's a huge leap, right? It's a freaking massive leap. Mm -hmm. But when we begin, we don't realize even where we're moving towards, you see. Right. And those who are awake, you know, that people think about awakening. What, what is that? To me, it's like you awaken to who you truly are. This aspect of you as consciousness, having an embodied experience, able to create everything in your reality. And you're not just this insignificant little human on the planet having a single lifetime. You're much more than that. And the illusion is there for you to learn and grow from. It's not just this thing that assaults you and that you're bullied by and you're in response to. So I realize it's a huge jump. But how, so how do you, it's your question, right? From the very beginning was, well, then, okay, that sounds great, I think. Uh, how do I get there? Mm-hmm. So how you get there is very simple. It has to do with your frequency resonance, meaning how fast you're vibrating. Because how fast you're vibrating, how high your frequency resonance is, dictates how you perceive the world and how you interact with it. Uh, how much you know, how internally stable you are, all that stuff is indicated or dictated by how high your frequency resonance is. So to do that, uh, you would, what I call, release distortion patterns or the conscious and unconscious blocks that keep you stuck, that keep you in repeat over and over and over again. So it may seem funny or odd to think like, well, how do I do that? Can I really do that by just listening to a meditation, right? Because after this, it's like a frequency calibration meditation. I mean, isn't it just a guided meditation? Yeah, it's a guided meditation, and it has this thing called frequency work in it, which starts to release the distortion patterns or these unconscious blocks and conscious blocks from within your field. So all you have to do is to begin to do the work. That sounds so simple. <laughs> But it is, though. It is. Okay, you say it a lot. Yeah. And there's a lot of words to get used yeah. in a lot of different ways, but they're the same words. Yeah. So let me just hook into, first of all, separate. We're not separate from the... From pure source. Pure source, yes. which is this consciousness, co-creation, consciousness. Yeah, that's a great question. So a lot of people want to know what I mean by what when I say pure source. Uh-huh. So there are many words for pure source, okay? Yeah. Some people use the divine, some people use source, some people use God, some people use the all that is, okay? Yeah. There are many, many, many words through human history for this thing. And this thing is not really a thing, it's a consciousness that is extraordinarily highly vibrating from which everything comes and to which everything returns, okay? okay. So that is pure source. So. You asked, what is separate? Okay, well, now a lot of people believe that in the separateness, right, that they're not really part of pure source. Like they're this little person and they're not really connected to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we run around in our human life doing our thing. So I'm going to back up, okay, and just talk about how individuation happens. 
okay, and how separation happens. Okay, good, because the other question, which I hope will fit into this, yeah. was I hear this word resonance and frequent resonance and vibration, and I'd really like to know, from your perspective, Yeah. I know that it, it I mean, you have episodes mastering your world through frequencies, mm -hmm. and you're always talking about the frequency bandwidth, mm -hmm. and so I'd really like to get this nutted. Okay. You know, yeah, what's frequency resonance? What's frequency resonance and how do I recognize it and how will I see it and how can I expand it? And yeah, all yeah. that good stuff. Give me yeah. the juices. Yeah. No problem. I can give you the juices. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, well, I think that people are very familiar with the idea that everything is vibrating. Yeah, so everything is vibrating at different vibrational rates. Oh, okay. so, I'm going to have to stop you there. Sure. Everything is vibrating. Yeah. So everything being... Everything, everything. So meaning the trees, the sky, the birds, us, the houses, whatever. Everything is vibrating. So it doesn't matter uh, what it is. Everything is vibrating. So okay. it's all energy vibrating. Just, um, I just need to take it step by step, mm. yeah. okay? I want to come back and hear your all the way back story. Mm. So I'm thinking then mm. if everything's vibrating, this is the vibration of the illusion. Is that what you're saying? The illusion is made up of these vibrations. That, yes. All right, okay. Yeah. Kind of, kind, right? Kind of, yeah. Obviously, we have to get there. Yes. Okay. So everything so. is vibrating, as you know, and they're all vibrating at different rates, and that's what determines what thing is what. So there's a very specific vibrational rate to you, for example, or to the chair, or to things, um, you know, dead people, or to the grass or to a rock. Mm -hmm. So everything has a specific vibrational rate. It's kind of like um, water, right? So when the vibrational rate is higher in water, it's steam. When that vibrational rate slows down, it becomes liquid water. And when it slows down even more, it becomes ice. It's mm -hmm. still water, mm -hmm. but it's slowed down its vibrational rate, so the nature of it changes. Okay, so does that equate to resonance? Yes. So um. I use resonance similar to vibration. Okay. Ah. So to me, resonance is um, a synonym for vibrational rate. Okay, so my resonance, I could equate to my vibrational rate. Yes. Okay, great. And it gets a little bit even more nuanced than that because most people will think, oh, I'm one frequency resonance. I'm one vibration. Oh. You're not. You're actually a symphony of resonance, okay? Mm. So there are all of these um, aspects because we're quite complex, right? We yeah. are embodied consciousness, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. And be, as a result, there's like a symphony of resonance that you are. So we talk. I talk about it if, as if it's one frequency resonance. Yeah. And a lot of people will say, I'm one frequency resonance. Yeah. But actually, you're made up of different resonances. And the whole of you, I scan and I see as one resonance. Does that make sense? Because you're a whole. But you're made up of all these different bits. Okay, because you know what my mind's like. Mm. I'm going, so how do I get all these different resonances in me then and yeah. you know where did they come, come from? from and yeah so how come I'm not just the one yeah <laughs> exactly so let's go back to your first question which yeah. is uh how do you become separate yes yeah. okay all right so here you have the all that is or the one or pure source or whatever you want to call it and it wants to experience life because it's infinite so just imagine that you are this infinite consciousness that's able to create limitless 
limitlessly, so infinitely, mm -hmm. right? You can create whatever you want, however you want it. So because it can create infinitely, what it does is it creates individuation because it's sort of like a different like um, experience of the unfolding of the all that is. When you have individuation, it gets more interesting because that individuated thing is now having a slightly different experience than this whole big consciousness known as pure source. Yeah. So in order to create that individuation, you need a drop in vibrational level. Okay, it has to do just simply with how fast or slow something vibrates. Mm -hmm. So in that drop in vibrational level, there's something that I call individuation yeah. that happens, right? So it's basically pure source or the all that is. It so sort of has an understanding that it's different from itself. Like even recognizing that like, oh wait, I'm separate from that to whatever degree that is, or it's different from me. That is individuation, yeah. okay? Because it's no longer just part of the one, like you were saying. Yeah. Okay. That individuated consciousness decides or chooses to have an embodied experience. Now, for some people, that might be hard to take. You're just like, well, my embodied experience sucks. Why would I choose to have this? Yeah. Okay, so the reason you're choosing to have embodiment, even though it can be very, very hard, okay, so I'm not negating the challenge of it because it can be very hard. There's been, you know, there can be a lot of suffering. Yeah. The reason that you're having this embodied experience is because you as consciousness want to experience density or form and the limitation of it. Because when you tra transcend that limitation of the illusion of separateness mm -hmm. and of this, um, that you're finite and all that sort of stuff and you remember who you truly are, that actually allow that transcending allows the consciousness that is you that individuated consciousness which is not human in any way it's very high in resonance mm -hmm. it allows that consciousness to increase its frequency resonance too it too wants to increase its frequency resonance okay there's that phrase again frequency resonance. resonance yeah it's a vibrational rate okay of that consciousness and the reason why it wants to raise its frequency resonance mm -hmm. is to because all things move back towards the one, to the all that is, okay. to the divine. We are all moving back towards it. So even though we've individuated to have, because it's pure source or the divine wanting to have this experience that's more varied, we as individuation are moving back towards the one. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering because uh, I'm reversing roles okay. <laughs> with this God consciousness or yeah. pure source that wants to have an individuated experience. Yeah. So I'm imagining I've put myself out there, I've dropped myself in density, I've created this illusion. Yeah. And it can be really shitty. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and now I'm gonna move back into my highest resonating form, mm -hmm. which is God. Mm -hmm. Then what? You know? Oh, then what? Well, I don't know. I haven't. I don't remember past that state. Ah. So we are all moving back to the one. Yeah. Once we hit that state where we would consider as humans godlike. Yeah. What comes after that? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. That's a really great question. Ah. I don't remember yet, and it's because my own consciousness level isn't high enough. And there's, I think, I just want to just say that it's very difficult for us with our human minds to understand this. Yeah. Because it's not something that we think or that we understand with our minds. 
It simply has to do with the resonance that you are. So it's difficult for us to understand the limitless. You know what I mean? It's difficult to, for us yeah. to conceive of even that perspective because mm -hmm. it's not human. Mm -hmm. It's neutral. It's just simply watching life unfolding and learning from it. So it's hard for us as humans, right? Because we have all these things that we want and we have all these things we don't like and we have all of these preferences and we see the world through certain filters that I call distortion patterns of scarcity and all this stuff, right? Yeah. All this conditioning. So it's difficult for us to understand that. But as we move back into the one, right, at certain dimensional order, which is when that happens, yeah. meaning to me a dimensional order is just simply a rate of vibration in yeah. terms of consciousness. So once you get to a certain level where to us as humans it would seem God like and yes we have merged back into the one what happens after that i don't know yeah. i kind of want to find out though yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so that brings me back to my uh, kind of original um need to understand sovereignty and my frequency resonance yes and that i'm made up of a whole pile of different resonance yes right that's frequency right resonance. Mm -hmm. okay so how do i identify my frequency resonance and all the different licorice, all sorts of frequency resonance that I might have running yeah. inside of me. So you probably won't be aware of it. So you probably, oh. do you see it? Like people don't run around, I mean, most people don't run around thinking like I'm a certain frequency resonance. These are all the different things that make up my frequency. You know, we don't, we're not aware Much of it on the level. Much easier if we could, could right? yeah, exactly. And so these conscious and unconscious blocks that I call distortion patterns lower your frequency resonance because they're heavy. Okay. So to go back to... So I'm just going to go back. Okay, just I'm going to backstep a little bit here. Yeah. All right. So here we are back at individuated consciousness, not a pure source. Individuated consciousness. So right. you dropped just a little bit in your frequency resonance. Yeah. Yes. So individuated consciousness decides, chooses to have an embodied experience mm -hmm. because, you know, the physicists have been saying this for a while, but form is actually difficult to attain. You know, most things, 99.9999999% of the all that is, is yeah. quote unquote nothing, right? Meaning it's not form. Yeah. So to experience form, which is the point zero 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 one, is kind of an amazing opportunity and an amazing gift, right? Yeah. So that consciousness decides to come into embodiment by dropping its physical its frequency resonance so it can experience form. Because just imagine, even with water, steam vibrating at a fast rate, ice, which is solid vibrational rate slow, much slower. Imagine that, but like exponential. So you have consciousness at a very high level, now it's gonna like drop like a stone, like really low in its resonance to become embodied. Mm -hmm. Okay, when we come into embodiment, okay, or when we take on the embodied form, to me, the way that I perceive it and the way that I've explained it before in the past is that what look like layers and 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 layers, and layers stay layers for about five more minutes, of duct tape are around the sphere, okay? And the sphere, I just I forgot to mention this, is that you have, as you drop into physical embodiment, you're actually, to me, like I said, when I perceive people, you are a sphere that is of pure source energy with a very unique vibrational rate. That's the resonance that's you, okay? okay. The, the signature that's you. And then when that comes into embodiment, that's where the layers and layers and layers of duct tape form around the sphere. The sphere is still vibrating with its own unique rate. Yeah. But it's just really bloody heavy now because it's got all these layers of gunky duct tape around it. So could that gunky duct tape have come from like 
lots and lots of lifetimes. Yes. So the Dagunki duct tape comes from different things. It comes from lots of different lifetimes. Mm -hmm. It comes from lineage patterns, meaning like what your ancestors have experienced. Uh, and oh what, no. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what they experience like tends to intensify over the generations. Mm -hmm. What your cultural background is, they have distortions. Uh -huh. So that can creates layers of duct tape. Religion also does that. And so all that stuff creates more and more distortion or more and more heaviness around the sphere of pure source energy that's that that is vibrating at the unique rate that's you and you because you have all this gunky duct tape you feel heavier you become you feel separate from the all it is because all you can see is the duct tape imagine yeah. if you just saw all the duct tape you wouldn't even be aware that you're surrounded by pure source energy and all around you you would just see the duct tape mm -hmm. so as a result you don't feel free you feel stuck you don't feel sovereign. You feel like the reality is happening to you. Yeah. yeah. So you're not free at all. Yeah. So part of what I just said at the very beginning, you're like, whoa, that was a huge sentence. Can you please unpack that? Yeah. Is that you are, and what is the first step? My first step is to begin to release the distortion patterns by listening to the group frequency calibration at the end, to do the frequency work, to release that, those layers of duct tape. As you release the layers of duct tape, that's when you start to become lighter, brighter, you know? And then when you do that, it gets faster because your higher self wants to feel free. You know what I mean? It's like sort of like bogged down by all this duct tape. Mm. And so as you start to release more of it, it's like, oh, oh, oh we can get rid of the duct tape. Let's just do that more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it wants to do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that the lower frequencies yeah. would be this duct tape. Yes. And inside, wrapped inside this duct tape is this uh, specific frequency signal. Yeah. That's unique to you. Unique to me. Yeah. Okay. And I once heard, I think it was Chris that said, you know, it's like we're part of a symphony. Yeah. So that unique frequency signal is just my note in that symphony. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the first step is to do the work. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Okay. All right. To get rid of that duct tape. Yeah. To get rid of the duct tape. And once you get rid of the duct tape, and for some people it can be really fast to get rid of the duct tape. Some people have a lot of fear. Yeah. And because they have a lot of fear, it's harder for them to accelerate as much because they're so scared. You know, they're hanging on to the duct tape. Uh, they, they want to get rid of the duct tape, but they also know the duct tape. They're used to the duct tape. They're attached to the duct tape and how they perceive the world through the duct tape. Uh -huh. So it can be really hard for them to experience change and they move more slowly because they're so attached to their fear. So, I mean, they don't want to be attached to their fear. I mean, no one wants to, but yet that's their experience. So it can be really difficult for them to move through it. And so when you are doing frequency work, how do you, the question I get often is, how do you just get rid of the duct tape faster? Like, yeah. Can we just like expedite this a little, oh, you yeah. know, right? Like, exactly. do we have to do layer by layer? Like what, what happens there? How fast you'll move in terms of releasing the duct tape really comes down to if you're willing to be aware of yourself, mm -hmm. of the patterns that you run, if you um, confirm the removal of the distortion patterns, and if you're not sure what that is, then there is a whole episode on the most important tool in your toolkit. So I'd recommend that. Mm -hmm. Also, how much fear you have. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how many rule sets you have. So what's a rule set? Rule set is like 
um, these rules that you have running from your lineage or your culture that aren't necessarily, you're not even aware of them necessarily, but there are these unconscious limitations that you've picked up on as true. Yeah. Right? So an example of a rule set would be like, in order to be wealthy, I need to sacrifice or struggle. Okay. In order to receive love, I need to allow someone else to be in my space. Mm-hmm. In order to have Christmas dinner, we must have turkey with gravy <laughs> and mashed potatoes because that's what everybody else has done for years. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's a form of a rule set. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Yeah, and cranberry sauce comes out of a can and not exactly. made fresh out of cranberries <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> because that's what granny did and great granny did and great great granny did. Exactly. Aha, mm. got it now. Okay, so um, if I was to summarize this, mm-hmm. I am not separate from this God, pure mm. source, conscious, high resonating consciousness. Yeah. And, and maybe I was a little bit bored as this high resonating consciousness because I could do anything whenever I wanted and however I wanted. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is just boring. Yeah. So I decided that I was going to make it a little bit difficult and drop my frequency and keep dropping it until I became individuated consciousness. consciousness. Yeah. Which is, is that equal to like our higher self? That's a great question. It's not. Ooh. Not from my perspective. Right. So... <clears throat> To me, they're different. Individuated consciousness is extremely highly resonant. Very, very high. It's just under pure source in terms oh. of its vibrational level. So it is extremely um, not human, right? It's very neutral. It's very aware that it's limitless. It's very aware that it can create. It's oh. not human. Okay. To me, higher self is more human. You know, it's almost like a bridge. So I'm going to back up a little bit more. Before you do. Yeah. So is higher self equal to big S self or is big S self the individual consciousness? So higher self and big S self to me are the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. And we can relate to the big S self because it's some, I mean, I talk about it as yourself, as consciousness, as indestructible consciousness. Right. Yes. But yet in our understanding of it, we're human. Okay. So we have a slight projection into that because we, we can't understand it. Yeah. So higher self is easier for us to access. We cannot even begin to fathom individuated consciousness. Uh, it's so high in resonance. Like as a human, you're just like, I don't, can't even wrap my head around what that is, really. Right. Okay. So the individuated consciousness projects into a lower order, meaning mm-hmm. vibrational order. Mm-hmm. This, um, to, and again, this is just my perception. Yeah. Right us into embodiment. So a couple of structures have to happen Mm -hmm. in order for that to exist. One is this higher self aspect that we as humans can kind of access as we rise in our consciousness. We're like, okay, yeah, we can feel individual, like we can feel consciousness, we can feel the expansion, we can feel the limitless, you know, we can kind of like get towards it. So what we do as individuated consciousness to experience humanness or density or form is there's this higher self and then there's also this structure that i call the spirit body which is created you're like whoa what the hell is the spirit body yeah i'm trying to remember all uh, yeah this. <laughs> <laughs> your spirit body it's quite complex and I, i'm not i don't pretend to know everything this yeah. is just my understanding based on my consciousness level at this time mm-hmm. meaning my own rate of vibration as i keep rising in my consciousness level I get access to more and more understanding. So this may change. But in any case, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 
but like vibration and consciousness level, you're using them together? Yes, sorry, okay. using them interchangeably. Awesome. Thank you. So as individual consciousness, right, we create the higher self mm -hmm. aspect. Mm -hmm. And then we also create something called the spirit body. So the spirit body is a sphere that exists around you at arm's length, okay? So around you, if you stand like this, uh -huh. all around you, there's a sphere. Uh -huh. And that's what I call the spirit body. What is your spirit body? I was going to say, what's the purpose what's of the, the spirit, spirit body? body if you have a higher self, self and an yeah. individuated consciousness that... Yes, that does something. Yeah. Right. Okay. So your spirit body is there to allow you to interact and be in form. So it does two things. So one, it allows you to interface with linear time. Ooh, oh, that's why you keep going on about the linear time, space and time, zero point in space and yeah. time. So that's the structure that allows you to interface with linear time because everything on spirit level exists in the eternal now. So if you don't know what that means, I would recommend episode 80 on what is time. Okay, because mm -hmm. I'm not we're gonna, I mean that was a whole 35 minute conversation. So in any case, allows you to be within linear time, which is hard for things that are used to being indestructible, infinite consciousness, <laughs> yeah. and in, in the eternal now. Like, they can't interface within linear time, which is very rigid, very linear, and compressed. Yeah. So you need a structure to navigate that. Yeah. And then you also need a structure, the spirit body, to render the being that is you, the physical being that is you, in the center of you. So it is the hologram or the rendering of the physicalness that is you. So if you don't know what this means, I also recommend episode 97, which is all about how the rendering works. Mm -hmm. Yep, okay, because that's another discussion. Whole other discussion. <laughs> it's a lot, it's quite complex actually, it's really remarkable. Yeah. The reality, the illusion, all of it is an extraordinary masterpiece of um, a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, it's it's spectacular. It's it's like this highly interactive, very specific, very precise, amazing game, puzzle, video game, whatever you want to call it, that yeah. we interact with as consciousness to learn and grow. Okay, do you mind just to summarize this whole conversation that we've sure. just had so that I can kind of have a flow chart? I, yeah. I really like flow charts. Yeah. So I am this... Pure source. Yeah. I drop. I become an individuated consciousness. Yeah. I drop again. Yeah. And I create a higher self. Yep. And then the higher self creates mm -hmm. the spirit body, mm -hmm. which allows me to be in space, time, linear time. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I render this physical body that is sitting here in this chair, being Fiona Malcolm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's major. Yeah. I'm going to need a few minutes to... <laughs> and maybe even a cup of tea. <laughs> and a biscuit. And a biscuit. <laughs> but thank you. That was... My head's a little bit, like, yeah. screaming right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when people ask me um, questions like, um, why do your... Uh, why does frequency work work if we're not physically proximate? Mm -hmm. Because when I do work on people... People will think, well, you know what I mean? Because our whole there's a lot of paradigm where it's like hands-on healing or yes. like that kind of healing, etc. Yeah. Frequency work doesn't happen at the level of the physical body. Yeah. It happens at the level of frequency, which is what creates you in the first place. The physical you, the rendering that's you, is a mirror of what's happening at the spirit body level and the higher self level. I'm working out there, at the at the point where 
the frequency resonance that's you, that, you know, that symphony that you talked about, that Chris yeah. is saying we are a note in the symphony. Yeah. I'm working at that note level, right, of you as a being that's infinite. So I'm working there because that is the origination of your physicalness. Mm. So I work there. So you don't need to be physically proximate to me. I have clients that are all over the world and I'm never physically near them. But when you change things at the frequency level, your physical body mirrors it. Oh, so that reminds me, you know when you see the movies, the sci-fi movies or the Marvel movies, mm -hmm. and uh, you've got these gifted kids, and you see the little, they scan outside the globe, and you see the little lights lighting up all around the globe. Yeah. So is that kind of like what you see when you're working somebody remote, like there's their frequency signal? Yeah. And I'm just going to work at that yeah. signal? Yeah, and it's kind of like I, um, <laughs> that's a great question. So I scan the field, and it's like I'm honing in on that one note or the thread, like if I think of it as a tapestry. So if I um, think of the all that is or the uh, one or whatever you want to call it, the field, as this one big tapestry. Yep. And I'm honing in on the thread that's you. Uh. Because every thread in that tapestry is required for it to be complete. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's all, everything is in that, that tapestry. Uh. It's infinite field. So I am scanning for the frequency resonance that is you and looking for within that resonance where there's disharmony, where there's a lack of coherence, mm -hmm. where there is um, glitchiness in that note or in that thread, which prevents it from being the clarity that it can be. And that glitchiness came from? The distortion patterns, the duct tape that I mentioned. Uh, okay, mm -hmm. I get it now. So if you're tuning into the frequency signal that's me in this tapestry and it's not at the rendering level, it's not at the higher self level, it's not at the individual consciousness level, it's at that other level. Yes, the field, <laughs> the one. The one, right? So if, like, let's say I missed the GFC because I'm in a different time zone, your mm -hmm. group frequency calibration, mm -hmm and you're working on a specific distortion pattern when you're doing the GFC, mm -hmm. and I'm not there and I miss it, and I want to do that GFC a week later, mm -hmm. is that still relevant? Oh, totally. Mm. So, um, so I mentioned linear time, and I mentioned how that's different from the eternal now. Okay, so to, in order to understand how GFCs work, you have to understand time. Mm -hmm. So everything on spirit level actually happens in the eternal now. So everything, just think about that, it's huge. Everything infinitely happening at the same present moment. Our human brains cannot conceive no, of it. No. It's not even possible. That takes and, two cuppers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at least a pack of biscuits. Yeah. But um, in any case, the, we can't conceive it. Our brains actually are not fast enough as processors to even deal with that. Mm. But you as consciousness can. Right. right. Because that rate of vibration is much higher. And therefore, what you can... I'm not even call understand it or be aware of, let's say, yeah. is much greater. Okay, so what you can process is, is more. Yeah. Okay? And that's why we have linear time. We have linear time because our human brains cannot conceive of everything happening right now. It's just not even possible. Yeah. So we created linear time so that our brains could function, like they could process at the rate that they do. I'm not saying they're not spectacular, they are, and mm -hmm. they are slower than consciousness. Yeah. So that we can understand what happens and we we create this thing called the past present and future yeah okay but linear time is a human creation in the eternal now everything is happening at the same time 
at that level of the field that is infinite. Everything is happening. Mm -hmm. All possibilities exist. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for, and I promise you I'm getting to my point. Yeah. So when you do a GFC, it's not like the frequencies are in the GFC meditation or the recordings. You know, people think like, oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the frequencies are in the recording. No, it's like I pull you from the timestamp that you are. It's like I create a doorway or a thread into that point in the eternal now where the work has happened. Okay. Okay. It's like an anchor point into that place. Yeah. Or like a doorway or a thread, however you want to think about it. It doesn't really matter. But it's like the access point to that place in the eternal now uh -huh. where that is happening. Okay. So for me as the client, um, a week later after the GFC and I start to play it, so I'm literally tugging my way on the little thread and yeah. And there now. Yes, exactly. So it's as if you were there at that time. So, and you don't even have to tug that hard. It's like you're like pulled, right? Because well, you're yeah. listening to it and you've yeah. decided that you want to, right? So it's not like against your free will. You want to. That's why you purchased it or whatever. Yeah. So, and you just pulled into, so I pull you into that resonance of, let's call it the specific resonance of time, which allows you to access the eternal now uh. where you, that work happened, let's uh. just say. Okay, so yeah. it's kind of like you're still there. Yes, you're still there. The work. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it, what's interesting is that, um, you know, the mastermind, it's funny when people have the sessions live, they're like, well, this is the mastermind. I'm like, oh, no, it's not just the people online listening to it. It's all the people who are ever going to listen to it uh -huh. from now into the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Into the future. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because if it's still existing. Exactly. Ooh. And exists infinitely in the present moment. And when we're doing the GFC, if yeah. we have that awareness that, mm -hmm. The, we're connecting with some future person that's decided to come and join us to mm -hmm. do the GFC. Yeah. Wouldn't we get the magnification of that mastermind at the same time? Yes, exactly. So I'm glad you asked that because a lot of people want to have individual sessions with me, mm. you know, because that's how we're conditioned in our culture, right? Mm -hmm. Like, of course, like, you know, I want to have a session with this person because then they can help me yeah. and they'll re release the blocks or whatever it is that I have that keep me from having the life that I want. So, yeah. of course, people want that. What I will say is, Frequency work is really of a higher level order of consciousness, and it exists at multiple levels of consciousness. So it's going to meet you wherever you are. Okay, uh -huh. so you don't have to worry about it. Like you don't have to understand. You don't have to know. You don't have to be have meditated in white for like twenty years. It does not matter. Okay, not that that guarantees anything. But I'm just saying. You know what I mean? People think, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. Can I do this? I'm like, yeah. You just have to sit there and listen to it yeah. because it's going to meet you wherever you are. Right. So it exists on different levels of consciousness, different levels of vibrational rate. So okay. it'll meet you. The power of the mastermind is really very important because. This work is about return to the oneness. Okay. So we all have this illusion that we're separate, so that you're you and I'm me. Mm -hmm. However, we really are one. I know it's hard to think of that way, but we are. Mm -hmm. So when we start to do group frequency calibrations, we have momentum from this mastermind, and it's a remembering of the one. Oh. So we start to pick up more and more momentum because it amplifies each other. It's like our higher selves come together, mm -hmm. and with the intention of clearing those distortions, and as a result, everyone benefits from that momentum. Mm. And it's similar in a mastermind. For a group frequency med meditation, you have your higher selves all coming together, so you don't have to worry about like their humanness or whatever. This is you as a higher self mm. coming together to release that distortion. And as a result, the momentum that can be generated from that mastermind can be much more than you can generate on your own because you're stuck with all your distortions, mm -hmm. your heaviness, your whatnot. And so, yes, individual frequency calibrations can be helpful with specificity in terms of getting rid of stuff. And if you also have the momentum of the group, 
that could be extremely powerful, you know, in terms of like pushing you past where you would normally get stuck, mm -hmm. right? Because some of those distortion patterns are heavy. So I always recommend, if you can, and you're starting, to do the group frequency calibrations first, to have the IFCs once in a while, to like make those tweaks, to specifically work with your stuff. And also, I mean, the Limitless Potential Mastermind is where we, those two things come together, like peanut butter and chocolate, two great flavors. Yeah. Where we use the power of the mastermind to release your specific distortion. So I'm liking it. I'm going to keep it really simple. Sure. Right? Because that's a whole load of magic there. But for me to simplify it, it makes it uh, more powerful. So if I have to come home and clean the house by myself, mm -hmm. I'm not going to get it clean properly. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to get tired and I'm going to be bitchy and cranky. But if I get everybody involved to mm -hmm. clean the house, not only is it going to get clean, it's going to be probably cleaner than it's ever been. Right, because so, everyone's pitching in. Right? Yeah. So, okay, right, I get it. So we've talked a lot that this is a pretty in-depth uh, kind of discussion. Mm -hmm. So just to summarize, because I love to consolidate, mm -hmm. what are the benefits of frequency work? Yeah, like a short list? Short list, yeah. Okay. So the first one is that it uh, addresses the root of the issue. Okay, so, you know, a lot of the things that we do on the physical level, we're trying to, like, deal with the symptom. But it, it doesn't actually change, change that much because we're dealing with it at the level at which the problem is manifesting. It's not actually dealing with the root of the issue. So all issues are all, let's call it lack of coherence or challenges or uh, experiences of scarcity or whatever it is all occur at spirit level or at frequency level first. Mm -hmm. Your physical reality mirrors what is occurring on the spirit level or frequency level. Mm -hmm. So I know it's kind of like a weird thing to think about, but it's, it's opposite to what we believe. So if you can actually release a distortion pattern at the frequency level or at spirit level, then the physical will reorganize to mirror that change on the spirit level. Uh. So if you change things at the spirit level or frequency level first, then that's what I'm saying, the physical will mirror that and it can be very fast. We can have change that happens at an extraordinary rate because all you have to do is shift your frequency or shift your frequency resonance and then the challenge or your physical reality will shift around you. So just as a small example. So my husband, Chris, who is my not only my husband, but my business partner. He was having an experience where he was, he'd been recording an event for us. And when he um, took the hard drives off the camera, he was gonna take all the data from all the cameras and put it into a new hard drive, which is brand new, out of the package. He hadn't even broken the seal yet. But when he went to go try to connect that hard drive to our, com our computers, it wouldn't work. So he couldn't put the data onto the hard drive. And he tried in all different ways and he started to stress out because, you know, we have you know, two more days of this event left. He wasn't sure if he could get the data on there. He tried it on a computer for somebody else at the event site that we were at, but it could, re it could read it and it was fine. But the challenge was just because um, that computer worked, he, he still couldn't use any of our computers to access the data. So it still wasn't fixing the problem. So he was getting very flummoxed, very upset and what he did was um, uh, a friend of mine and I were having a conversation about something that was of a higher resonance. 
And instead of like fighting with this disc thing, he actually joined in the conversation because we were planning for what we were going to be presenting the next day and we were all having this very high level conversation. As a result, his frequency resonance started to rise and it didn't take very long, a couple minutes. And whilst we were talking, he thought, okay, well, I'm just gonna try it again. Now, he plugged in the hard drive and it worked. Hmm. So he tried for about 45 minutes before. It's not like he hadn't tried everything at least six times. Yeah. But all of a sudden, it worked. And so there's no reason why this should have worked, except that his frequency resonance changed. So if you change your frequency resonance, or you release a distortion pattern, and the resonance of you changes, your experience of the reality will shift. So you change your rendering? Yes. So you change your rendering, you change your experience of the reality, mm -hmm. everything shifts around you very quickly. So if you deal with things at the frequency level, your physical resonance, your physical reality or your experience of it will follow. Uh-huh. That's why you do frequency work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the other thing too that I just like to mention is that the reason that frequency work is so spectacular is has to do with the frequency bandwidth that mm -hmm. some people may or may not have heard me talk about. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about in terms of frequency bandwidth, there is an episode called Mastering Your the Frequency Bandwidth That's You. So if you don't know what that is, I'd recommend go checking to that, checking that out. But in any case, let's imagine that the entire bandwidth of human consciousness at this level is from zero to 100, okay? So that's the whole, the whole gamut, yeah. okay? We are a um, spectrum within the spectrum. So let's just say our frequency resonance is between 20 and 30, mm -hmm. okay? So here we are pinging around in that 20 to 30 in terms of vibrational rate. Yeah. Okay. So when we're having a bad day, we haven't slept very well, we've eaten poorly, we're stressed out, we're fighting with our kids, we're on the lower end of that frequency bandwidth. We're yeah. at like 20. Yeah. But on the days where you're feeling good, you've slept well, things are going smooth at work, you've exercised, whatever it is, you're now on the higher end of your frequency bandwidth, that's 30. And if you've noticed those days, they're very different. So if you're in a crappy state at 20, where you've had a kind of a crappy start of the day, yeah. everything just gets worse. Like everything kind of sucks, it doesn't get better. It's just like you're stressed, more reactive, more people show up who are stressed and reactive. It yeah. just makes it a kind of a crappy day. Yeah, yeah. But if you're on the higher end and you're at 30, now all of a sudden, like things seem to be, you know, more open, you have, you have more inspired productivity, who you meet seems to be more mm -hmm. synchronicitous, you know, that type of thing. Okay, so personal development can help you manage where you are in that bandwidth. Yeah. But what frequency work does is it allows you to move up that whole bandwidth up in that spectrum of zero to 100. Mm -hmm. So instead of staying between 20 and 30 for your whole lifetime, you can now be between 30 and 40. Mm -hmm. What happens when you're between 30 and 40? Like, who cares, right? Like, that's a nice conceptual idea. Yeah. Literally, your perception of your reality and what your reality looks like will shift. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's a super different life. And it has to do with your frequency resonance because the higher your frequency resonance, the more, like I said, your physical reality mirrors that. So what does that mean? It means that more things in your life can become synchronicitous. Mm -hmm. So it might mean you move to a different country, you have a different community, you have more business opportunities that you never would have had before. Those business opportunities of a higher level order that serve more people. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So everything in your life can start to shift when you move between say 20 and 30 and now 30 and 40. And the way you move in that bandwidth is through frequency work. You literally are changing the resonance of who you are. So not only are you addressing the root of the issue, but how you perceive life and what life looks around looks like around you totally changes. Also, 
Frequency work, as you release these distortion patterns that I keep talking about, you actually are able to create manifest better. Okay, so we did a whole podcast on creation manifestation 2.0. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch that. But my point is, the higher your frequency resonance, the faster you create manifest. It's, it can become really fast. Like we have members in our community who literally have to be careful what they think because they think about it and it literally manifests within sometimes minutes, sometimes hours, sometimes within the day. And it's incredible. And sometimes they're not even specifically asking for something. So for example, we have a, a, a community member who she's thinking of selling her home. And she'd been thinking about putting on solar for a little while, but she hadn't really done anything about it. But today, this day that she was, you know, in this particular moment of her story, she had started to research putting on solar. She was like, okay, well, now I'm going to sell the house, so maybe it'll increase the value of my house. I'm going to look into it, see how much it costs, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So she starts researching it. She hadn't even, like, you know, exactly totally committed to it, but she's like, I'm going to explore it. Literally, her doorbell rings. Now, she lives in L.A., she doesn't typically answer her doorbell. <laughs> she doesn't, that's not what she does. But for some reason, she answers the doorbell. Who's standing at her doorbell? It happens to be the sales guy for a solar company that she was looking into, and he was offering a discount to put the solar onto her roof. Oh, that's magic. Yeah, right? Yeah. So you start to experience more magic. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but you start to, so this is now the fourth benefit, you internally strengthen. Mm. So what does that mean? It means that you are not as buffeted about by external circumstance, other people's emotions, other people's stresses, other people's um, limitations, you know, all that stuff. You can just hold your center and you also have a sense that you can hold your own frequency resonance up, you know? So even if they're having a hard time, you just don't get sucked into it. I'm not saying you can't help if you don't want to, but you don't get pulled into their experience. Yeah, you don't let your resonance drop because yes. of what they are experiencing. Exactly, yeah. which is really important. And the other thing too about frequency work, and this is, and there's many benefits, I'm just gonna do top five. Yeah. The other thing is that as you rise in your frequency resonance and you internally strengthen, <clears throat> this is gonna sound maybe strange to some people, you start to feel complete in yourself, mm. which means you don't have to have another experience to feel complete, another person, another job, another car, yeah. another house, another kid, another whatever, outside of you to feel like I'm complete, I'm whole. You know, we all often as humans chase that like, if I only had this, then I'd be happy. If I were 25 pounds lighter, if I had a million bucks, if I had, I don't know, some like hot hunky husband, you know, whatever it is, yeah. we think that if we had that, then we'd be happy. But with frequency work, you start to realize how whole you are and that you don't need anything external to you to make you feel complete. Mm -hmm. So that's my short list of five. There's more, actually. But let's just say top five. That's what I would say the benefits of frequency work. That was super helpful. I've got a lot to think about, and I'm going to go do another GFC. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's the beginning for sure. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. 
That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for Frequency Work Fundamentals Reboot. For this particular GFC, the intention behind it is to give you more momentum wherever you are in your journey. So with that said, settling in, becoming aware of your body, and as you become aware of your body, Noticing the soles of your feet. Noticing if they're cool or perhaps a little too warm or if they're just fine. The surface that they're resting against. Noticing the texture of it. Even if the surface that they're touching happens to be the air, then just noticing the air as well, whether it's heavy with humidity or dry, it's moving against your feet. Noticing the stretch of the skin over the heel. the length of your art. Good. Noticing the weight of your body as it settles into whatever is supporting you. Noticing if there are parts of your body that are holding and intention or if everything is all at ease, relaxed. Bringing your attention now, please, to your breath. Just noticing your breath at first. Noticing if you have a desire to change it. And after 
a few moments of noticing your breath as it is right now. Allowing your breath to get much longer. Allowing it to sink further into the body. And now, imagining your breath expanding and contracting in all directions around you, like a balloon. Most people don't think about the direction of their breath. So in this case, just imagining your breath, like a balloon, expanding and contracting in all directions around you. And we're doing this because we're cultivating spherical awareness. Which is really important if you want to develop your intuition, if you want to be more adaptable to change. If you want to be more receptive to abundance and opportunity. Good. And now, please become aware of the soundscape around you. Noticing not only the texture and layers of the sound, but also approximately what direction they're coming from especially those repetitive sounds that we sort of ignore because they become white noise. So for example, you may notice over your right shoulder the whirring of a fan. And further away, your right as well the tripping of frogs out in the garden so just noticing the sounds and the direction from which they are coming And when you're ready, blinking your eyes open, noticing the quality of the light. So you're keeping your focus soft, not looking at anything in particular other than the quality of the light, which changes all the time. 
depending on the time of the year, the time of the day, and what the weather is. And after you've noticed the quality of the light, please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, triangulation simply means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. What those inanimate objects are is not important. And what you'll do is you'll notice the distance between each object and you and then feel that distance. So for example, if object A is the sofa, you would notice that the sofa is about 10 foot to you, and then you would feel that distance. Doing the same thing for objects B and C, you'll notice that your sense of where you are in space becomes more focused, more clear, and more present for you. And whenever you have finished triangulating, blinking your eyes closed, bringing your attention to your solar plexus and breathing normally. So your solar plexus is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So bringing a hand to this area you can call it the upper part of your belly, if you prefer. And with eyes closed, let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath together. Inhaling, holding your breath for a count of five. And whenever you've completed your five count, releasing your breath the speed and intensity that you prefer, holding your breath out for a count of four. And whenever you have completed that one single long breath, keeping your attention on the solar plexus in the same place, breathing normally, We're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. So while we do that, please know that I work on you in groups and in subgroups. That depending on how high the frequency resonance is and how quickly the mastermind is moving, I may not make any sound. And the reason for that is if I'm working with very high frequencies, to make physical sound only reduces the frequency resonance or lowers it rather, which does not benefit you. I also do make sound. So 
you may hear me hum, yawn, or exhale sharply. That's usually when I'm releasing heavier stickier distortion patterns. Not always, um, but often. And if I say something that resonates with you, it's likely a distortion pattern that you are running. And if I say something that you really resist, that's also likely a distortion pattern that you are running. So I invite you to remain open, curious, and to examine further. Good. So now that the mastermind has become coherent, keeping your attention still in that solar plexus, bringing a hand to this part of the body, becoming aware of the heat between the hand and the solar plexus, or this upper part of your belly. Let's go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again, for those of you who are new, is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this vast space, imagining or becoming aware of, sensing, feeling, or just knowing that there is a brilliance at its very core that starts to get even brighter because you have your attention on it. And as it gets brighter and more intense, it very naturally expands in all directions. Out through your cells, through your organs, through your bones, out through the muscles and the flesh. radiating out through the pores of the skin into the space between the physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Becoming very, very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. Good, and now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. 
and as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm pulling your frequency resonance up, irrespective of where it began. So how high your frequency resonance is dictates everything from what your life looks like, what your experience of it is, how quickly you can adapt to change, and how much distortion you can release. So how high your frequency resonance is is very, very important. And as a result, this is one of the most important things we do together. Excellent. Bringing your attention now, please, to the very center of your solar plexus. So your solar plexus, again, is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. So if you find the midpoint between those two spots and bring a finger or a hand to that point, So in order to gain the most momentum, you have to uh, be in alignment in the center of yourself. It's kind of like if you um, wad up a piece of paper and try to throw it, it only goes so far. But if you wad up the ball even tighter, it can go even further when you throw it. So, or if you add, say, something weighted in the center of it, it will go even further. So what we're doing here is helping you to center into what I call the zero point. So you can gain even more momentum. Now for a subgroup of you, coming into this point is uncomfortable because you're used to being scattered out of the zero. You're used to floating out of your body. You're not very grounded. You like to daydream. You're out in the future somewhere. So it's harder for you to settle into the center point of you. Okay, so for those of you with that challenge.
And even if you don't have that challenge, pulling you into the zero. So you can start to feel more centered, stable. Complete. Good. Yep. And keeping your attention still in that solar plexus. All right. So as much as um, you may want change, there is an attachment to what is known because it's known and therefore it is safe because it provides us certainty. So releasing this attachment to the known so you can move into the unknown or said differently, the not yet known. So you can live a better, more expanded life. Excellent. Yep. Good. Bring your attention now, please, to that xiphoid process. So the xiphoid process is right at the base of your sternum. So if you trace the sternum, which is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest, from the hollow of your throat all the way down to the base of the sternum, where it becomes like the lower part of your ribs, right under the bone, there's a fleshy point. And when you press on it, it's a little bit tender. That's your xiphoid process. So bringing your attention to the xiphoid process and about three inches or seven centimeters just beneath it in a straight line towards the solar plexus, towards the belly button, excuse me. Yeah, bringing your attention to this specific line. And what we're doing here is clearing out your pain body because your pain body has a memory of you before the frequency work is done which makes it harder to integrate. So this just takes a couple of seconds, smooths things out for you. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, 
it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.